ladies and gentlemen, this is the We Speak English Good podcast. Today on the panel is nobody, once again, and it's me, Mike Berg, Mikey Pete, coming with you uh, with our special guest. Wow, this is the shittiest intro. Anyways, our special guest today is Matt Smith, or Matthew Smith, as he is uh, known on Facebook. And uh, he is going to be joining us here in a few minutes. But first, we're going to take care of a couple things, and uh, we'll get to it. Hey, gang. Mikey P here. I'm going to jump in just for a minute because the original sponsorship read was awful when I did it live with Matt uh, in studio. Uh, so I wanted to just go ahead and thank Traditional Medicinals, our newest sponsor. They have a, they have a long list of totally organic uh, herbed teas that are just magnificent. They sent us over a big ass box of, of throat coat, which is an awesome product. My wife stands by it. She's a professional singer saying sings opera, you know, all those things that are hard on your throat. If well, they're only hard on your throat if you don't sing properly. Anyways, um, she stands by it. My favorite is the throat coat lemon echinacea. I love it, especially when I'm not feeling so well. When I'm sick, it's perfect. It, it makes you feel better. Like literally the echinacea, it makes you feel better. So thank you, Traditional Medicinals. I do go on their website, traditionalmedicinals.com, and you can actually check out where their herbs are from. And um, they're just awesome. Thank you so much. And also I want to shout out ob arts collective check out our website obartscollective.com check out private lessons uh the festival that we're planning called voltaire scare if you're interested in sponsoring one of our stages or any of the the festival it's going to be san diego's largest halloween festival taking place here in Ocean Beach, California in San Diego. Um, it's going to be on Voltaire Street and we are very excited that um, we're in the sponsorship phase right now. So please do get a hold of us if you are interested, obartscollective.com. Um, also, I wanted to shout out um, Matt's band, uh, Juicebox, which you're about to hear. You're going to hear some songs off of their new album, Volume 2, Juicebox Volume 2. Um, they are going to be playing with the Earful. They're opening up for the Earful, which is an amazing, like, think Parliament funk, electro funk, uh, 80s type band. They were just badass band, uh, loaded with great players. And um, the uh, Juice Box is going, and that's June 17th out at the music box here in san diego california so it's juice box opening up for the earful and that is june 17th friday june 17th okay we're gonna jump back into the part where i start stammering through a story about me being an asshole uh, if you don't want to hear me stammer, then go ahead and skip directly to the interview, which starts roughly around 10 minutes. And um, Bishop, do you got anything to say? No, he is mindlessly watching the iPad. All right, guys. Love you. I wanted to start off because uh, the other day I had an incident and uh, it's where I started running my mouth. And I'm really good at running my mouth at the wrong times. And so what happened was, is I was calling this shop here in OB 
I'm not going to name any names because they're, I'm already banned from the store. So, um, and we'll get there. So I called and I asked a simple question, which required the person just to like, I, I mean, honestly, just look or ask someone. And she refused. And I don't know how you guys react to this shit, but it, it infuriates me when I go to a place and, I, or I'm, if, if, even if I'm at Starbucks or even if I'm changing my tires, if I'm going somewhere and I plan to spend money or I'm asking a simple question, and, and this was just a call. I was just calling this place. And they give me a, a line of shit. I, I get upset. And um, I really try to be nice to people because I think that's just, well, that's nice. You just be nice to people. Um, but this lady just refused to help me. like, And she was being so shitty about it. And so I, I flew off the handle and uh, I told her she was the worst fucking bitch ever and then hung up on her. Well, that was that at that point. I mean, as soon as I did that, I felt terrible because I haven't really done that in a long time. I try to practice mindfulness, but it doesn't always work. So <laughs> like two minutes later, someone's calling me back and I look at the number and I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't even answer this. But I do, of course. And uh, it ends up, uh, the, guy, the guy calls and he's like, is this Richard Lawfer? Which is me. Um, I was like, no, <laughs> who's this? And he's like, he's like, this is blah, 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 down at the blah, blah, blah store. Uh, did you just call here? I was like, and, and like a coward, I was like, no. Um, my friend was using the phone and he was like, what's their name? And I'm just like, and now I'm just like, what What the fuck? I mean, you know, I, I did disrespect your employee, but I was just like, it doesn't matter. I told him it doesn't matter. So he tells me that I'm banned from his store, and I was just like, so I flew off the handle again, and I said, well, go fuck yourself, and hung up on him, which, uh, I mean, that's admitting that I fucked up. So I felt terrible about the whole thing, and uh, I, I was actually surprised on how terrible I felt about it because I used to just do this shit all the time. If, if someone gave me a line of shit, I'd just like tear into their ass, and I would actually feel better about myself, which is sad. But uh, so I thought it would end there, but unfortunately, this is a place that uh, my wife frequents actually pretty often. So. The next day, she goes to pay with her card, and he looks at the name, and he asks her about it, and uh, once again, my mouth has come back to bite me, not just me in my ass, but um, the ones I love, so I don't know. I just wanted to share that with y'all because uh, I think when you're, uh, when you're approaching someone who is uh, giving you a line of shit, you don't know what they've been going through that day, and you don't know... Uh, you know, maybe they had a shit day. Maybe their dad died. Who fucking knows? But, um, you know, I could have went about that better. And I guess what I'm saying is just you should always be mindful of what you say to people because obviously what I said affected her so much that she had the owner of the shop call me back to address the problem. So, I don't know. I felt really shitty about it. Like, like real shitty. Like, like depressed shitty. And, um... And um, what I'm taking from that is to, you know, just try to be nice. I could have went about that better. I could have just been like, look, I don't like your attitude. And all I'm asking is a very small thing. Uh, and then that could have been it. You know, maybe that would have helped. I don't know. I mean, I could have been a dick in a nicer way. And, I, you know, and I wouldn't have been banned from a store. 
but you know what? Their prices are too high, and their smoothies taste like McDonald's fucking milkshakes. So, um, all sugar. Anyways, um, as a almost like a test to my um, my newfound um, extra mindfulness, I guess. Uh, the next day, I was crossing the street, and some lady yelled at me some like shitty thing. And I was going to just yell, you know, go fuck yourself, you dried up old cunt, which is the first thing that came up in my head. But instead, I blew her a kiss. And um, I was proud of myself, even though I thought horrible things. I was proud that I didn't just fly off the handle and start screaming at a woman, you know, in the middle of the street like a crazy fucking person. So be nice. I say that at the end of most of these podcasts. Be nice. You know, HJ's for everybody. And um, yeah, that's all. I, I don't know. I had to get that out of my chest because it really was profoundly disturbing to me. And um, yeah, so now you guys know that. So nice. Anyways, um, I don't really have any. I was supposed to be playing this Bernie rally this Saturday, but I'm not sure if that's happening um i think because actually bernie sanders is coming to kimball park on saturday and we're sort of in the gray area because we were going to play at the world beat center it was a jam for bernie that was going to have like jesse egan and uh he, who's a stand-up comedian oh yeah congratulations jesse uh for getting the tonight show uh on tv or the tonight in san diego on tv so congratulations my friend and um so and then I also have a show in uh, Hennessy's and Carlsbad on Saturday. Uh, if anyone cares, I'm gonna be playing with the Toga Band, so it'll be fun. Um, that's all the business. That's all the bullshit. Let's uh, let's bring out our guest, Matthew Smith, and I'm gonna see if I can get this right here. Hold on, don't you come on yet, Matthew? <laughs> all right. Sorry about that, buddy. Matt Smith, thank you so much for sitting through that. That was really rough. (laughs) Well, what the fuck happened here? Hold on. Let's let's make sure Matt's even plugged in. Bear with us, folks. I am an asshole. Go ahead. Try it again. Hey, hey, hey. Yay. Oh, yeah. We got it. I'm a scat man. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. I usually have a pad here, and uh, fucking Caleb took it home with him, who is the other guy who sometimes comes here and does this with me. But um, he took it home. I meant to do that. (laughs) But we can go back. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, um, Matt, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, thank you. I uh, That was fucking atrocious. <laughs> that was not usually how it goes, but who cares? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever had to deal with anybody or or how do you deal? I mean, because I know you've dealt with assholes before, like mm. at like Starbucks or something. Like, is there a time that you can remember where you might have overreacted or maybe, or maybe you're calm and you don't you act just, like you, an asshole? You, you just got to let them be their, be their person. Oh, okay. That's so it. you practice mindfulness, and yeah. uh, you 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 don't I like. Just, I just try to try to let them let them be. 
they're, <laughs> I know. they're not having a good day. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And like that was the thing. I, at that point, I mean, I got a two-year-old, so I don't usually sleep that well anyways. And so I think it was a culmination of just shit compiling on. And she just said the wrong thing. I mean, it wasn't like she was cussing at me or like she was just being really rude about <laughs> not helping me. And like, I was just like, I just fucking want an answer. And yeah, so I mean, that's great. You don't treat people like shit <laughs> when they treat you like. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, I I remember uh, when you're I because I saw you play with um, let's see, Antar Martin. Um, Bobby Cressy, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, at Omar's Symposium. And uh, I remember you said, you were telling people, because people were in there trying to watch, watching the show, but there was a lot of people just like chit-chatting during the music. And like between songs, you're like, hey, if you're going to talk, go over there. So uh, do, you, do you do that a lot? Like, will you stop a show or in the middle of a show, tell people to sort of like pipe, pipe down? I, you know, I it's that was maybe a little over overstepping with some to to certain people, but is that is that but, Matt Smith? But no, like, that's going like, over the edge. I, I know. I was just saying, like, <laughs> come on, guys, like, there's plenty of room in this house. Why you gotta, you know, yeah. we're, we're trying to make <laughs> make us make music for people that want to listen here, and it's like, I don't know. I'd rather play to a like a room of listeners rather than a yeah to have because I have to I had to play like louder on the kit. Yeah, to I felt. play over people talking. Yeah, oh, it's it, so rude. It it <laughs> is, man. It's like why do people like if someone goes to a comedy show and just to yell at the comedian, or like if someone goes to a show just to you know just to like talk over the band and stuff. I mean, like especially like you guys were playing like jazz and like a groove soulful thing, so it wasn't like it was super loud music. Although Adrian plays like he's playing. <laughs> like, he screams into his saxophone. That dude is amazing. And you know what's funny is I've definitely been on drugs while seeing him play before back when he was playing with Mars Volta. <laughs> like he fu- like I've definitely been on mushrooms like freaking the fuck out to him playing the saxophone, which I didn't know until I thought about after I met him at Omar's. So that's interesting, I guess. Uh anyways, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, you got a new album coming out. You don't have a set date. Hold on. Right here it is for the people at home. But uh, it's called Juice Box, Volume 2. And um, tell me a little bit about it, man. Uh, well, this is Juice Box's second record. Juice Box is kind of like a soulful band that uh, does a bunch of instrumentals. And... Uh, <clears throat> Got a crack team of musicians, Ed Kornhauser on the keyboard, Omar on the bass, Louis Valenzuela on the guitar, <clears throat> and uh, myself on the kit, and the compositions. So it's it's really a cool little conglomerate of uh, of guys. And here's our second record. I can't believe we did it. We put our <laughs> uh, we put our first one out on vinyl, uh, crowdfunded, which was super cool. So uh, admittedly, we've gotten a bit lazy, and we just <laughs> put this one on a CD, but. But we're really proud of it, man. Like, uh, my brother did the cover art. I felt like this was more of a, what's the word? It was group effort on the CD. Yeah. Oh, rather so than the first one was like pretty much just all me self-funded. You, you, um, oh, oh, so like everyone kind of chipped in and like. No, I paid for it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, so uh, but I mean, emotionally, you know, like since <laughs> mostly like, they the, chipped the first record we did, it was, um, we met the day before. Oh, we did, shit. We did the record. 
I mean, not like met, like, hey, I'm Matt, hey, I'm Louie, you know, but like... Oh, you because you guys have all been playing around together. Right, and I just got the group aspects. together, and uh, after like a month of writing, I just like sat down and wrote a bunch of songs and uh, came up with this concept and wanted to record it. And yeah, we met the day before the first session, so... But this one, like, we know each other better, and so the solos are a bit longer, The and but the groove is tighter, and... yeah. It's certainly a different record than the first one. Yeah, there was definitely like this like retro, like soulful thing going on. Like uh, uh, I'm sure that was intended. Uh, you now, did you write this album, or, or did everyone kind of like throw in their two cents? Or uh, the way I describe it is, I I wrote the chords, basic basic chords, and the melody. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't write the bass part. I didn't write the guitar part. I didn't write like how ed plays the piano or anything yeah yeah but um so melody and chords and the rest is up to them uh or us is that what you do you do that like um because i saw a video of you guys and it looked like ed was reading like uh sheet music and Mm -hmm. so do you like go and actually write it out on like sibelius or something yeah i use use sibelius and uh write it all out just so we can get it like clear yeah or as clear as an idea as you can yeah for sure for sure that's helpful man because uh it's there's a lot of improv in it and then you just sort of mm-hmm. like go back to the head and then, okay that's sweet man that's fucking awesome so when uh you uh you wrote this on piano i mean you play you're primarily a drummer right but mm-hmm. you also play trombone i saw a picture of you playing trombone yeah. so like so you're obviously a multi-intermellist like what's what do you primarily write on uh the piano piano yeah that's the voice you used or i used to write some people um use different instruments of course but do you play anything else other than the piano trombone and drums um my dad taught me guitar you know i used to write punk songs and stuff nice. on, on the guitar <laughs> that's sweet the so are you um how far did you get with the guitar oh i suck i'm <laughs> <laughs> really enough to write a song you know yeah, yeah, yeah. just pretty much as good as i am on piano too okay so you just basically like i uh, hear this i can i can figure out what i want to do and i can write it but when it comes to actually like me playing it on the piano uh, you know so would you say you're more proficient on drums or trombone oh it's tough it drums absolutely. drums yeah i really dig like when i was at the symposium the first thing i noticed was that you had like shit on your floor tom you have like i don't know like a bell or a tambourine and i've never really seen that before but i'm guessing that's probably you're not the first one to do that but i was really thrown back like um um Will you explain a little bit more about like why you do that and stuff because i i get i get it you know but i mean i'm not I'm not a drummer or anything, mm-hmm. so like I just thought I was like, that's cool, you know. I see that, I, I dig that. So I just wasn't sure, like, where where did you get that influence and why? I think I it's like two things. It's like I'm I'm kind of a sound freak. I okay. like to experiment with different sounds out of like the same instrument, you know. Yeah. Like you put a like I have a couple different things I like to put on the on different things. Like I'll put like a bunch of I'll put a splash symbol on top of my hi hat. Mm-hmm. to make it super um you know darker yeah, yeah. thicker doesn't whatever. ring out as much right know, like. yeah it's kind of deadens it a little bit yeah. um or uh i put a couple things i put a uh what is it it's a dream sound effects symbol with like little tambourines on it uh, that, i think that's what you saw on the floor tom probably um or some little uh cherry shells cherry yeah, nuts yeah, yeah, that yeah. i could put on or um 
the club favorite is the, uh, the I have this Betty Crocker or whatever, like little ahi tuna Ooh. silver bowl. Okay. And it, it literally sounds like ding, ding. Yeah, I saw and that. I, I chuck that up on things sometimes and hit it. And it okay. just, it's like, and, <clears throat> and then the other thing, like there's two things, right? And the other thing is I just love like kind of screwing with people's like, uh, ear palette if that makes sense you yes, know like because i am a fan of it i like when i like to make the heads like turn and say what was that yeah you know and then yeah. i'm just like they're like cracking up you know? yeah yeah <laughs> like, totally totally man but ta- i mean i try to do it tastefully you know but i've i've been known to go off the deep end a couple times <laughs> i think you have to go over the edge you know or else what i mean how 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 do you know what's out there if you don't go over it right i think there's a famous hunter s thompson quote somewhere in that i don't know doesn't matter Anyways, so where did uh, what kind of influence you start doing that? Um, I have a favorite one of my favorite drummers is named Nate Wood, okay. and he plays in this band called Kneebody, and he puts gongs, he puts uh, splash cymbals on his on his drums. So what what he calls tempering his drums. Okay, you know, like a, have you ever seen like the prepared piano stuff? Is that like, where they're like? Um, it's like where they'll put like little like they'll put a paper clip in it to make it like okay yeah know, or, or it'll still like run string through the strings mm-hmm. or something like that yeah you, it's like that's called tempering the piano god yeah so he tempers his drums and i've seen i've seen people do it i've seen like um jamie cullum i've seen him just sort of like like he'll just be plucking at um i've seen a lot of people do that mm-hmm. plucking at him, but i've never really seen anybody sort of i've heard of people putting like um like running paper through the bridge of their guitar, like a little piece of paper to sort of mm-hmm. give it some kind of deadened and raspy sound and shit like that. But yeah, some people will put like, um, like pencils in it. They'll put oh, rub okay. erasers, you know, things that'll stick in between the strings. Yeah, that'll yeah, like yeah. Make like a dead sound, you know. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. I never really thought of that. That's that's why when I saw you do it, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> so, um. Uh, when it comes to recording, because I saw like when you guys were doing your first album, um, I saw you guys were just all crammed in this little room, and you had like these, you had like one overhead, you had like a room mic that was like not too far away, and like something on the snare, and probably something on the kick, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, w- was that like your room, or like how did you guys record that? Because it all looked like this little tiny ass room, and you guys just went. Yeah, we were in there. We. Uh we used Tim Felton's studio. It's down. Do you know Tim Felton? No. He, he plays in the Surefire Soul Ensemble. No. Uh, anyway, he has a studio. Stuff. What up, Tim? It's called The Kitchen 2. The Kitchen. Uh, and we were running... Uh, Wasn't The Kitchen 2? The Kitchen 2. His, his like old T-O-O? studio closed. Yeah, oh, okay. T- oh, no. 2 as in like... Like part 2. Part 2. Okay. Yeah. Like volume 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> anyway, he has us all do it in one room. We put the guitar amps far away we put the bass amp in his master bedroom uh the Rhodes is going direct in and so everyone stands in the drum room where essentially you know we can all look so, at each other and make it make it tight um yeah. everything on this record is studio live which is kind of cool okay yeah so uh is it is was this recorded the same place yeah okay cool so is he doing the mixing and mastering as well uh we had him actually we had him do the engineering and the mixing and we had someone else do the mastering oh, uh, who, for both records. Who did the mastering? Uh, this one was mastered by Nate Wood, that drummer Nate. I mentioned earlier. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of like, that was my idea. I, you know, I had to get his ears on it mostly just so I can hear what he would say. Because <laughs> um, he was, 
That's a good one. And to do we it. had this other guy named Dave Cooley. Dave Cooley do our first record. So, okay, okay. And uh, do you fuck around at all with recording at all, or you just, uh, I, I'm just I don't know. I'm not that advanced. I understand. You know, like yeah, yeah, I hate reading the manual. <laughs> so like I don't think I can YouTube, sit YouTube son. I don't YouTube. think I can sit through a YouTube tutorial. It's really tough. It is. It really is because it took me a long time to fucking really get into. Because I've always sort of recorded, I've always sort of had my foot into it, but it well, it hasn't been since the last. It wasn't really until like the last three years where I was like, all right, I'm gonna fucking actually practice this and like make it something like a practice, you know, like another mm-hmm. instrument, you know, it's just an, an extension of my skill set or whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, YouTube kills the game. And if anybody cares, oh, fuck, Dave Pensado. If you guys ever, I mean, if you're in engineering, you know who Dave Pensado is, but check out Pensado's place. It's awesome. It's cool, but it's a little general, I think, because he just like, this is a, this is a plug-in that I like to use, and um, here's why, kind of. And then he sort of blows over it, and he's like, yeah, you hear that sound? It colors it great, so... Actually, for some reason, I thought that you did all the mixing and mastering yourself. Mm, I, I wish. don't know why. I I have, I think it was because I think when Omar was on, I was so fucking surprised. He was like, actually, the drummer writes all the material because I've heard of you guys for a while, and and when I brought it up to Omar, he was telling me that fucking oh yeah, yeah Matt he fucking he writes all the material, and for some reason that blows me away too. It's like the drummer is writing the shit, it, you know, because that old joke, you know, it's the uh, the a drummer with the he wrote a song too. That's stupid. Anyways, I think that's awesome. That fucking oh, thank you. <laughs> that uh, the drummer writes shit, and then of course like you got Nathan Hubbard who fucking is a mad scientist who fucking <laughs> that shit is a good way to put it. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I mean I just released that podcast. Let's see Tuesday. I hope you guys are enjoying the double two in one week. I released two of them, so I hope you're liking that. The Summer Meltdown and the Nathan Hubbard. Um, actually, do you want to like talk a little bit about what you're about to get involved in, in on Saturday with Nathan? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, there's two things going on, on Saturday, if I can plug one. Sure, please the, plug uh, them both. Uh, North Park Festival of the Arts is this Saturday, and uh, we will be playing. Juicebox will be playing. Oh, tight. Uh, 2.45 to 3.30. Okay. Right on 30th and El Cajon. Okay, cool. It's, yes, it just cruised down. Right on. That, where, wait a second, where is that? El Cajon and 30th. Okay, I know where that's at. Yeah. I'm fucking, I was thinking. Right next to Thrift Trader. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so 245, 3.30, El Cajon and 30th, North Park Arts Festival? Yeah, North Park Festival of the Arts. Festival of the Arts. Juice Box. Go get yourself some. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, so that's going to be with... The original players on this, right? Yeah. No one's subbing. Uh, we we got one sub, but who's subbing? Uh, Omar subbed it out. Oh shit! To who? It's Harley Maxino. Oh okay, yeah, Harley. What up, Harley? I I don't know <laughs> you personally, but I've heard of you, and I know you work with some people I know. Nathan, right? He works mm-hmm. with Nathan and Parker. Parker Addison. Yeah. Harley will be at the gig with Nate on Saturday as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. His fortieth birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing: you guys probably can't see this online, or, but it's so. Anyways, please 
tell tell the folks a little bit about what's going to happen on at this show. Uh, well, it's my first time playing with this massive. Uh, <clears throat> it's called the Skeleton Key Orchestra. Uh, it's Nathan Hubbard's idea. Uh, to be quite honest, I don't know much other than it's all. Uh, there's some new compositions, some old compositions. Uh, there's two drummers. Uh, a full low brass section, like three trombones, tuba, <laughs> two trumpets, uh, strings. Um, oh my God! Okay, the coolest thing this, this at least for me, uh, the San Diego State uh, retired, or excuse me, San Diego Symphony retired horn player John Lorgi is playing, and it's like I've just heard about that guy for years, you know, because okay. he's of like the symphony players, you know. Uh-huh. And he, I get to sit right next to him, dude. And he's oh, no. he's so perfect. <laughs> he's so perfect. He <laughs> he's, and he sounds great. so good. Like, oh, and he plays the French horn. I'm sorry. I I miss my pad. Like usually, I'd be like interrupting constantly with this stupid fucking thing. <laughs> I'm moving it over so I can be more disruptive. Hit the bomb! Turn the bomb off! Anyways, um, so, continue. And it's on Saturday, and it's at Bread and Salt. <laughs> uh, it starts, uh, what time? Is it start at 7? 8, eight o'clock. 8, eight, eight o'clock. It starts at 8 o'clock. Um, it's going to be a really cool night. There's... Um, it's in his 40th birthday. It's Nathan's 40th birthday. If you don't know Nate Hubbard, you should. He won Best Jazz last year in the San Diego Music Awards. That guy is f- friggin' awesome. Yeah, like, well, he fucking released, what was that, like four albums or something? Four, five. Five full albums in like a series of like five months or, or something? I think it was six in six months. But, dude, Nate Hubbard gave me, I think he gave me my first jazz gig. Oh, nice. Like... Well, what I thought was a jazz gig, but was a, we had three drummers on this gig, um, <laughs> five keyboard players, four bassists. It was uh, his show. Yeah, five guitars. Dude is nuts. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, and, it uh, is. It is. So I mean, if you guys haven't listened to that Nathan Hubbard one, go and fucking listen to that. And then, but go see it live. And go see it live because it's it's more of an experience to see that type of I'm playing so, live. I'm you know, so it's a lot of improv. Out. Like. I, I'm so fucking bummed out that I can't make this fucking show because I I had planned it for like a month, but then this gig came up and fucking got to pay the bills. But my God, that has to be awesome. He was telling me that um, because so basically it's like like 20 musicians and they're playing this. He, I don't know. Like, I don't. The only way I can describe it is like some parts of the music is like transcribed chaos because like there's a lot of like dissonance and he was telling me how he writes it he'll like write a part for the saxophone and have like another saxophone playing the you know something like so out of mm-hmm. i couldn't even wrap my mind around it because well first of all i'm not great with theory or reading music but second of all it's just i didn't even get it i was just like i i hear the music i i've listened to the album on uh, the new album fiercely dreaming if you guys want to get that on friday there you go, Nathan. I'm plugging for you, baby. Um, it's uh, it's chaos and beauty and fucking and there's like and it's not just chaos. It's not just a bunch of people in a room making like just random noises. Like this is very planned out. Have you been to any like? Um, I saw a picture on Facebook of you rehearsing. Was that with everyone or was that just like? 
How yeah. does he like? That was with everyone. That was with everyone. Mm-hmm. How was those rehearsals? Like, what was the? What's the vibe in the room like? Uh, it's really straight to the point. Nate Nate knows how to run a rehearsal. You know, nice. It's like an uh, it's a good band leader thing to have. You know, to to yeah. keep keep the keep the chaos at least of <laughs> rehearsal. Like yeah. especially with that music and with that band. You know. Yeah. Keep everyone at a even at a decent volume is hard enough, you know. Where were you guys practicing at? At Bread and Salt. Oh, at the <laughs> at the <laughs> venue itself. Yeah, and it's a really, really live room too. So nice. It's and there's two <laughs> there's two drummers, so it's that's so it's tough. tough, man. But it's gonna be fun. <laughs> so are you guys playing like um just, uh, like opposite? I mean, like I only assume that he's gonna be like he has them written out and doing different things or are you guys sort of playing off each other i'm sure both but how he's, how has that worked out from what you've experienced he's got uh written out stuff um he also has uh written out directions of just know what to do <laughs> like there's one that's you know um eighth note symbol noises no that's it yeah and then um he's also got a whole rehearsal s- or part that's a whole 11 by Eight, whatever printer paper just yeah. with uh like it's like boxes with pictures drawn on them and <laughs> that's that's part of the music that we're reading you know but what, what i like about the whole you know just idea is that it's it leaves it up to the musician to to make whatever statement you want yeah you know you can react to people you don't have to react at all you don't even have to play like <laughs> sometimes like Nate's like, dude, just, just go on to the next section sometimes and see if I notice, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And, and I mean, there's, you know, there, everyone's, there's, there are people that are super uptight about it. You know, they're like, Oh, I don't know what to do, but, yeah, yeah. but that's kind of the beauty of it too, because those people are going to blossom in their own way yeah. to play this because they're here and they're going to play the music and they have to yeah i mean they signed on <laughs> right they, they so, went to rehearsal <laughs> yeah. i mean if they're in rehearsal then you know that's commitment and and if i mean if any musicians are listening and you ever get a chance to play a nathan hubbard gig just do it it's like a great experience and and oh it, it's just <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm a secret nathan hubbard fanboy but he makes cool symbols helps me out a lot so. yeah well he just the way i mean just how we talked when he was on the show, just like he's really playful and silly, but like you know, he's just fucking shit. The wheels are always turning, mm-hmm. and like fucking great guy. That was like that was like one of my favorite interviews or discussions that I've had on this show for a long time, except for this one. After right this here. one, yeah. yeah. After you know, after this <laughs> one with Matt here. Um. So when you uh, let me see here, I got some shit written. Oh yeah, tell me. I saw that post the other day. Uh, tell me about the <laughs> the Matt Smith nude jazz trio. Oh. And I'm just kidding, folks. It's the new jazz trio. You guys just went into the studio. Mm-hmm. We just uh, we just finished mixing a new record. Um, <clears throat> it's being produced by uh, Grammy Award winning Kamal Kenyatta, which is the, probably the most exciting thing ever. That's right. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Man, Wait, is it the saxophone player? Yeah, he plays sax. He also, he also piano player too. He's a professor at UCSD. Oh, okay. But okay. he produced uh, Gregory Porter's Liquid Spirit. Oh my god, dude! Gregory Porter is amazing. Uh, fucking, I didn't even realize that he was playing in town. I think you posted. I, I saw right? it. Yeah. Yeah. You went to that? Mm-hmm. Took my mom. Oh, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, <laughs> um, 
the what's that song here's like wow never mind that was <laughs> terrible i don't even know what i was trying to do there um yeah man i used to put my kid to sleep to that album the i don't know fuck, doesn't even matter because i fucking can't even <laughs> i don't even know why i took brought that up anyways so back to the album so you wrote this album too um, this one is more uh, conglomerate. It's myself, um, Ed Kornhauser again yeah. from Juicebox, and uh, bassist Mackenzie Layton, who um, Ed and Mac have been playing for since like high school. Okay. Um, so they have accumulated a bunch of repertoire, you know, before I I got to know them, and uh, this is gonna be our second record. All right. Which is uh, it's, it's you know, it's about time. It's been like three years since the last one. <laughs> it's about time, man. Yeah. Come on, man. So, um, but I have, I think it's a eight song record and, uh, five songs are mine and two are Ed's and one is, oh no, it's four are mine, two are Max, two are Ed's. So, um, <clears throat> this one's more like 50, 50 with okay. everyone. And, and it's like, uh, really a demonstration of kind of what we've come to be as a trio. Like the first record I know everyone's first album is always kind of funny. It's telling, you know, of who you yeah. are, and and so ours was like more of a generic swing record, you know. Okay, okay. Um, straight ahead, yeah, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. But this one, it's not. I mean, it's not. Um, I would say it's just, it's more of what we w- wanted to do. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, there's like one swinger on this record. Okay, you know, and it's really fast. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's like not even like something you can like tap. I mean, yeah, it's it's fast and it's really fun. It's one of Max tunes. Okay. Um, and man, it's probably one of the more exciting records I've gotten to do because we finally got a piano that we liked. Um, the studio had really great isolation. Where'd you record? Uh, we recorded in the college area with um, with Rick James. Rick James. <laughs> His name the, is the Rick uh, James unofficial of college area. Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he has a great home studio. Um, we had it engineered by Chris Hobson. Man, these names are so familiar, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Chris is great. If anyone out there in recording land wants to learn a thing or two, you talk to that guy. What, uh, what, fuck, dude. What, do you know, uh, who else he's worked with? I'm probably just. He just did, uh, Steph Johnson's record. Oh, shit. She's coming out with a new one, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. God, that last one was fucking fire, dude. Yeah. Another album that I put my son to sleep a lot to when he was first born. Beautiful album. Anyways, so uh, you recorded at a home studio, and uh, what was like the setup of the room where you got it was all live? Uh, drums were in the middle uh, in their room, and to my left, excuse me, was bass, and to my right was piano. And you guys were all so was it all bleeding in or was mm-hmm. was it all isolated? The it was and pretty stuff? isolated between like double doors and everything between nice. the like airtight. Okay. It was pretty crazy. Oh, do you remember? <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm sorry. I, this is where my mind goes. Do you remember what like the mic configuration was? Mm-mm. Okay, sweet. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But we did not mic the toms, which was cool. So it was just it was just two overheads, two. really, really precariously like perched. You know. Like, okay. Um, snare, hi hat, bass drum. And you, that's what the sound hit what you wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't see it, but his eyes lit up. He's like, <laughs> yes, yes. That was awesome. Oh, right on. Anyways, uh, 
So when is that going to be? When are you thinking about that? That should come out before fall. Okay. Oh, maybe maybe we'll aim for fall. That might be a good idea. Three three months out. But are you guys gonna do like a big CD thing? Yeah, Release totally. Thing? Maybe sometime in September. Are you gonna try to do the vinyl? No. Oh. No, we're gonna. I think we're gonna try to tour it though. Oh, sweet. So what, what were you thinking? Like where? Uh, I'd like to go up to Oregon and back. Oh. That's and nice. you know hit, I know somewhere down here, somewhere in LA, somewhere in San Francisco, mm. somewhere in. Uh, Washington, somewhere in Oregon, yeah. and then hopefully do that again on the way down. Maybe hit like Santa Cruz, Costa Mesa. Well, yeah. Um, have you toured a lot? Are you a heavy tour? Or? Uh, I'm not a heavy tour, but I I've been out for some long ones. Okay, what's the longest you've been on? Uh, I think the longest was like a thirty days or something. Thirty days. Yeah. With who? Uh, I went out last year for to Europe with uh, this dude named Ando Ehlers and Clint Westwood. Okay, I don't know who that is, but awesome. Do you know the Whiskey Avengers? Nope. Ah. Wait a second. Are they here? They're not yeah, here. Yeah, they're San Diego regular. Are they? Okay. Yeah. No. See, I'm so bad with this shit, man. <laughs> I'm so bad. It's like, I see, it, it's cool because I get to meet people, and like I met you through Omar, but I knew who you were kind of just uh-huh. because I've seen Omar post videos of you guys, and I've known Omar for a long time. So I just slowly start working my way through different like scenes. and mm-hmm. So I'm... Um, Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, so you went to Europe. Where did you go in Europe? Oh, man. We went, oh, we went man. to every every shit town in, in Europe, <laughs> dude. Honestly, we went to the, the country of everywhere, man, where they so all So you were out in the country. You weren't hitting big cities? No, I think the biggest city we hit was like Mannheim, Germany. Yeah, I never even right, heard of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, went, we, we, got, we got through a bunch of cool places. We went to the Netherlands. We went to... Wow. Uh, Sweden, Switzerland. How the fuck did he get funding for that? Or how did he even do that? They got some pretty good guaranteed shows out there, like, you know, three, 500 euro gigs. Wow. Um, but, I mean, like, okay, so did you guys take your own instruments or was it all just rentals? Rented over there. You got yeah. there. That's probably, like, the smartest way to yeah, do that. Yeah, I just flew over with cymbals and sticks. Okay. And a backpack. And a backpack. That's all you need. That's fun. all you need. Two pairs of, two pairs of clothes. <laughs> That's all you do. That's all I do, man. Just, I, I, hate, I hate changing. Yeah, it's like, what's the point, really? You know, yeah. it's like maybe I'll have a chance to do laundry, but who gives a fuck? It's like that. I've only really toured like um, California and a little Arizona and Nevada, so nothing like crazy or too long. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely um, that shit's stressful, man. So you guys were over there for a month. Yeah. What was like one of the better shows that you can remember, or what was one of mm. the cooler experiences? Oh, okay. It's it's wasn't like the most attended show, but it was the the one I, I remember the most. It was um we we were over there right after the Paris attacks. Oh shit! So, oh, so this was recent. Yeah. Okay. This is last November. And you were in France or just in Europe? We were on the Belgian border. Okay. Um, going to Germany right on the on. Germany side, and uh, we played in Mannheim, Germany, and that we had with this like DIY space. Okay. And uh, we showed up to the DIY space and. There's a big French flag on the front of it. Oh, okay. And, uh, and dude, you know, it was it was just kind of heavy, you know, like because yeah, we were heavy. we were playing shows and stuff, and and I like I remember seeing like the news feed, yeah, like you know, in between a song or something, and and it just it just didn't hit me. I'm like, oh man, and then you know the next song I'm playing, and you know everything was forgotten. And then, man, everything after the show happened, and we're like, we all looked in our phones, and we're like, whoa, dude, like yeah, what's going yeah. on? And then the next day we played this one in Monheim, and they had a french flag up there and i was like whoa cool you yeah, know like yeah, yeah. i don't know I, f- I felt like you know it was 
just nice to see like everyone like coming together yeah yeah unified sad that we like unify over fucking like tragedy right (laughs) otherwise we don't give a fuck it's like get out of my way i got a phone Mm -hmm. i'm trying to communicate get out of my way right on so fucking have you ever been on the road and gotten like sick or anything like just been like dog ass sick no do you not get thankfully no i get sick when i get when i get home i don't know why like my adrenaline just runs so high that like dude i feel that man because i think it's like you're exhausted and you get home and and i don't know like i don't know if anybody being on the road is so fucking taxing even though it's like you know, the biggest decision is, like, what are we going to eat, you know? It's like, I mean, it's not it's not like it's hard-ass work, but it's definitely, like, stress. I think it's, like, stress involved, mm-hmm. you know, just getting there, setting up, you know, we're so missing It's all about something. the downtime. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's it's the hardest part is driving or, you know, we, we flew into Belgium, and then we had to drive all the way to Copenhagen. Oh, shit. That's, like, a... I mean, you we got off like a tw- you know an eighteen hour flight or whatever, and then, and then we drove for ten hours. <laughs> it was like a, it just like reality just slapped you in the face, yeah, dude. Yeah, you just like, like oh, why yeah. did we fly here? <laughs> yeah, what? why didn't you just fly into Copenhagen? Uh, that, it was probably cheaper to fly. Probably cheaper to fly. Well, yeah. the promoter that booked the whole show or the whole tour lived in Belgium. Oh, okay. So it's like we're going to meet up with this guy. Yeah, he had the van and the instruments, and so he the um, the Whiskey Avengers. That's yeah. who you toured with. No, I toured with a member of the Whiskey Avengers. Oh, okay, okay. And so another guy and another guy from. Do you know Ollie Mercer? Fuck no, dude. Oh, I, I, I don't know any. I don't know anybody. Just, oh, hit the bomb. Turn the bomb off. Yeah, that was necessary. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. I love how that thing just interrupts. <laughs> it's so distracting. Um, so they, somebody knew a promoter in Europe, mm-hmm. and they connected with him. I mean, how? Yeah, I was just. I mean, I was a side man. You're just a we hired. Were, we were all hired guys, yeah, kind of to okay. come in. And Clint, the uh, uh, he was playing banjo and guitar. He's the one that was kind of like fronted the little trio that we were doing, and then we linked up with this other accordion player from Seattle. Oh. We rehearsed for like two days. And then we, uh, we dipped. <laughs> we went over, like, I mean, we had rehearsals. I, we did a record, you know, I, I tracked the record for the, it was called, uh, Death Polka. Death Polka. Yeah. Wow. So it was like super gypsy punk okay, stuff okay, we were okay, doing I over there. You, I got you, I got you. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, super punk tour, but we were in a transit for transit, which is fine. Oh, all right. Right on, man. Fucking, uh, what, what's like the longest you've been on the road in, uh, the States? About a month, too. A month? Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in like 2010. <laughs> um, now, are, were you guys staying in hotels on these or were you guys? Uh, it was about half floors, half hotels. Floors. Um, our lead singer at the time, um, had a sister who was in the Marriott. Oh. So we got $50 rooms. What? So sometimes it's just like, and it's like weird. I was in a Scott band. So it was like seven dudes. What? We're like, yeah, let's yeah. let's get a hotel. Yeah. You know, it's so funny how like uh, like reggae or ska bands and stuff because they have like horn sections and shit like that. They always travel with like ten people. Like, how do you fucking how do you even get paid? In how those do you fucking? even make money? Dude? No, yeah. I, I usually I usually travel with a reggae band and they always want to like add more people and I'm like, stop adding people. <laughs> it's like you gotta. I have to come home with money. Like I can't just leave my family and come home with nothing. Yeah, I'm talking to you, skanks. Sorry. Um, anyways, uh, 
that was in 2010 you said mm-hmm. and where'd you guys go uh we went all the way out to utah and back utah oh that's fun which was cool but you know salt lake city gets a bad rap but it's not that bad you know it's like i thought no, it was nice fun. yeah you know like mormons they don't usually try to like do anything weird to you you know mm. i feel like jehovah's witnesses you know jehovah's witnesses are more annoying than the fucking mormons where i live right now i had oh okay my brother-in-law fucking asshole he started talking to one of them for like an hour. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, it's like <laughs> inviting Dracula in, you know? <laughs> like, like, you fucking... So, and he's like an inquisitive dude. He's a little weird, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And he he talked to these people for like an hour. And then, so, that was like two or three... No, that was more than three years ago. And I still get them at least three or four times a year stopping by, asking for him or... Or like, hey, do you want to watch this video? Like, they got it queued up on their phone and shit. They're just like, it's just a minute. Just, it's a minute. Have, have you ever been to Have you ever been to Europe before? I have not. Oh I've, man, they got gypsies that do the same thing. Gypsies. Yeah, and they know, and they know their spiel in every language. So is that now they're trying to sell you on religion, or they're trying to sell you just sell trying to something. steal your money? But <laughs> I mean, it's almost the same purpose, you know? Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that. Uh, did you grow up in a religious household? No. No, no, no. Everyone was like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I was not so lucky. I was raised super Catholic and um, went to Catholic school. and That fucked me up real good. Mm. And then uh, I took LSD. And then I was like, oh, fucking, uh, oh, no. That doesn't make sense. Like, uh, wait, he died and now it's zombie Jesus? Like, I don't, what? Yeah. So that was... Uh, are you from California? You from yeah, San Diego? From San Diego. Went well, to Cla- Claremont High School. Claremont. So you're yeah. from Claremont. Yeah. Okay. Right on. And fucking, that's nice. That's nice to be from here. I'm mm-hmm. from Ohio, so like where I'm from is like dark sky. Like right now, let's see, it's probably like 85 degrees or snowing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, it's yeah, or it's like uh, it's like ninety five and like ninety percent humidity, and it's been raining all week, and then the sun only came out to like just like blister everyone, you know, and then and then it'll snow. It's uh, it's not that great of a place to be from. Mm. Or wait, what's the word? It's an it's it's good to be from, just not a good place to be. Something like that. That's Ohio. <laughs> That's nice, man. Fucking. Uh, I'm going to refer to this because I just totally got shit. Um, what was the... You, when you guys released this vinyl, fucking how many prints did you get made up? Not this one, but the volume one. We did got you call, 300. 300? Do you still have any or did you yeah. sell them all? No, we still have plenty. <laughs> we still have plenty. So no, we got a lot, but I mean, we got a... Uh, we're supposed to ship out like 100 of them, which is cool. So they're going to get distributed finally. Wait, so, oh, wait a second. So... When did they get printed? Uh, around probably almost two years ago. Okay, so and they're just now getting shipped. Oh uh, no, they're now just getting distributed. Oh, okay, okay. So, so someone like uh, we're gonna distribute them through Fat Beats. Okay, the, they're that they're just a distribution company, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so no one who's bought one has received one yet. Oh no, everyone's received it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we did a whole Kickstarter thing, and everyone that donated, you know, got a record when they came out. And, oh, that's fun. It yeah. was uh It was uh It was purple, right? I think I saw the mm-hmm. Kickstarter thing. Yeah, right? it was like seventy. We had I had like seventy five packages. I had to go send. It was ridiculous, dude. Well, it's interesting because I would looked into like getting vinyl print, um, and it's like you got to pay for the actual plate plate to get so they can press it, and fucking and it. Like that has to be machined out. It's like I don't think people really understand. Like that's this the that's the expen- most expensive part. That's like a five hundred, six hundred dollar thing right there. Yeah, exactly. You just know? to get just to get the master plate, and plus you got to get it like remastered to four vinyl. So is that? Oh no, we had ours mastered four vinyl. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you had you got like two masters then, so yeah. like mastered for like yeah, like a sixteen twenty four, sixteen thirty six. Okay, or, okay. Know, so whatever. you guys had done. You're like, I know because we you, did our homework on it. Yeah, you guys went into it like, yo, who'd you uh, go through printing? Rainbow, Rainbow. That's Where are they at? L.A. Canoga Park. Okay, are they? They're like the place. They're right? like the West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah. And then like I think Nashville has one mm-hmm. that's still doing. There's stuff. not a lot. Rainbow's no. Rainbow's doing well. Were you uh, always into vinyl? Uh, you know, no, no. I started. Uh, I got a. I don't even remember how I got got into records. I think, I think my brother brought home my little brother brought home a record, and I was oh. like, oh man, dude, that's. <laughs> it just made sense to me. Like that's how records used to be. I mean, music used to be listened to. You know, like. Right. It's like there's no skipping tracks, dude. Right. And to do what? that, you know, like, like uh, yeah, and you, it's just, you know, it's like, fuck just, it, just let it play. You listen to the record, and yeah. I, I really liked that aspect, and I think that's what got me into it. It was like you, you, you have to go put it on. You have to drop the needle. Like yeah, you have to get your ass up in the middle of it and, and go flip and, that and, shit. And, too. and not to mention, you know, everyone, everyone says this, but like the the covers, the art, like. Yeah. It's so much more interactive with your For sure. listener, you know. Yeah. So you holding it physical. It's yeah. Like, oh wow. You're like this is big, man. Yeah. It's not like a CD, you know. Or fucking it's an MP3. Coast, it's a coaster, dude. <laughs> you know, at least people would probably hang their vinyl, hang my vinyl on their wall or something, you know. Yeah. Or fuck, put it, put it in their nice little shelves, you know. Like I got my little shelves of vinyl that I just mm-hmm. love. So do you do you collect vinyl? Do yeah. You, uh, uh, but I'm haven't uh, haven't gone digging in a while, dude. It's fucking it's, it's stressful. <laughs> it really is, man. It's stressful just to get there. But like, I've been digging through crates since I was a little kid because my dad had this massive fucking record collection. So it was cool, and we used to go and just fucking we'd find places to just dig and dig, and we'd spend a whole fucking day there. And it's like now to do that. When you go to like a thrift shop or something that has like this huge thing, you yeah. see other people fucking just like fucking going through, through there, man. man. And it makes and you and gets you anxiety. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're gonna find it, dude. That's mine. That's my blue note fucking original shit. And it's a dollar. It's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> mine, stupid. <laughs> oh, so what, what, um, when you're, uh, you know, actually, I had a question um, about your practice. Now, are you, um, are you one of those like drummers or trombone players who have like a set time you practice, or do you, is there like, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like, do you like? Because I knew a cat. Well, I know a lot of cats who are like really good at bass or whatever it is. They'll fucking sit there. Uh, one friend in particular used to be like from. 
10 a.m. to fucking like 3 o'clock p.m. or 4 o'clock p.m., I'm working, I'm practicing. And that's what I do because I'm a bass player and he just happened to be a bass player. Uh, what's your like practice habits like? They're they're pretty bad lately. What I've been <laughs> what I've been trying to do is you know get on the kit before noon. Okay. You know, um, sometimes I'll get. I used to have this routine where I was on it by nine. Oh, nice. And it was killer. So, like, what would be like your morning routine? Uh, I wake like you, up. Okay, wake I, up. <laughs> and w- well, what I used to do is I used to wake up. I used to go to yoga, and then I come home, take a shower, eat breakfast, shed, for, you know, I do the routine. And uh, and then when I was done with the routine, that's usually when I would stop. Okay. And I'd take like a break. You know, I'd go do something. And I have a like a Vespa scooter I like to go ride around every now and then. Nice. So I just like kick it on the scooter for a this while. This is the place to do that. I mean, right. San Diego is a beautiful place to just cruise. Yeah. And then I come back and, you know, kind of do a little abbreviated warm up, whatever that is. And then I kind of get into it. So it's it's a pretty time consuming process, like especially lately. What is so now? I mean, you're writing. It seems like you're writing a lot. Um, do you have like a set time when you'll just be like, okay, like I'm gonna start writing music, or this is when I'm gonna write music, or is it just sort of like, oh shit, I got this thing I gotta get out, and I just go and do it? It's like how how does that work for you? Uh, it comes at different times. There's there's been times like recently, which is it's been like a new thing to me, but I've been doing these. Um, looping exercises with the drums so i'm like playing kind of one thing for a long time and uh i end up singing something that goes with that drum beat like unknowingly until it just occurs to me oh my god I, this is kind of cool what i'm doing and then then i run to the piano and i and i write it out and and usually it's like a vamp or it's it's not like a song or anything yeah. but it's a it's a little compartment and uh so I take that compartment and then, I mean, depending on if I think it's great or not, I'll expand it and I'll usually write a song. Um, what I used to do is I did this one thing. This is like precursor to the juice box record number one. Um, I bought a Fender Rhodes from somewhere near an OB. Oh, and, uh, and I, <laughs> sorry, anyone listening, I smoked a bunch of weed every day. And, <laughs> you don't have to apologize yeah. to those assholes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and I wrote a song every day. That was like my thing. I called it tune a day. Tune a day. Yeah, like, and it was just, it was like, and and I, I was really adamant about doing one song a day, melody and chords, like that's my thing. And I did it in February because it was like the shortest month, so I was like, okay, good. <laughs> and I when I started like mid or like the first week of February, so I got like twenty one tunes, I think, oh, that nice. whole month, which was like great, you know. Yeah, totally. And uh, you know, sometimes I wrote like two, or. You know, there was, there was a sprint, like, last month, I, I wrote, like, two songs a day for almost a week, and I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, That's it just, were they, are they all keepers, or were they just... I haven't even looked at them yet, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I wrote them out, and I threw them, and I put them in a folder, like, 2016 tunes, and that's it, like... So you're right, but, so then, how do they, like, how do you, like, breathe life, bring them to life? That's like, when you, you bring the cats in, and... So, like, you'll doing. just sort of write them all out, and then sort of put them in a file... And then you'll just come back to it? Yeah, no, well, I mean, depending on if I have, you know, like, I just haven't had the time to, like, put those tunes to work and, like, work on them because I've just, we just did this record, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, no, no. I'm just one. I'm just asking you how you, like, mine that material. How does that? Sometimes it just stews, man. It just sits there and yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I forgot about this. And, and then, I mean, and my hope is at that point, like, I think of something either better to do with that song yeah. or, 
or it's like the best song ever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, the songwriting one. process, you know, is like, for me, it just, there's been times where I've said, okay, I'm going to do it. And then there's been times where some spirit just compels me to do it. Yeah. And there's times I sit down and I'm like, fuck, I can't do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I get really frustrated and then, you yeah. know, walk away. walk away. Which is, I think this is the best way. Or go play the, play the kit, you know? Yeah. That's, Cause that, that and that's a great thing about the kid too is it's atonal. You don't have to worry about fucking hitting sour mm-hmm. notes. You're just fucking. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, to me, I mean, as long as I'm just doing music, the something and yeah. music, then I'm satisfied. Then you won. You won. So is is music all you do, or do you have a day job? No, it's all I do. That's beautiful. Well, I, I teach it too. You yeah, know, yeah, I teach, yeah, totally. Uh, but that's, lessons that's and music. Stuff. That's right. Is, you could either be teaching someone how to play drums or you could be sitting in a cubicle fucking wanting to shoot yourself in the face. Yeah, I'd rather teach your annoying six-year-old. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> I'm fucking right there with you, man. Like, I had a student who, she is a great singer, but she, you know, she was, she would, because my wife teaches singing lessons and then I would teach her piano, but by the time I got to her, like, she was already burnt and she was just like, I can't fucking do mm-hmm. it. And then she just start crying and shit. And then, yep. You know, it gets... <laughs> Your criers are everywhere. <laughs> well, I've never had that, like, until I ran into her. Uh, she's great, awesome. She's really talented. She's like seven or eight now, but super talented. And then one day I was like, listen, I'm going to tell your mom that you're having a hard time focusing. And she just started going, that's not nice. And I'm like, uh... but, I mean, I'm just telling you that, like, your mom is paying me money to teach you and you're you know like you're you're just sitting here goofing off and she's like that's not nice mike that's not nice and then it just went off like she just started crying she like went into the booth <laughs> it was oh, geez. Like, i felt i was scared because i was like oh my god i just made this little girl cry like what's her mom gonna say so but she's awesome she's an awesome kid she's you know she's not usually like that mm-hmm. in any case yeah so so all you do is music and then so like so you make it a point to at least fucking pick up the sticks or write or at least once a day. Just or, do something musical no. once a day. and uh, I mean, that's if, that, if that's the only thing that I can do, then that's won. great, you know? Yeah, you won. I, I just was able, just recently was able to just fucking say fuck everything else and fucking go into music. I'm fucking 33. It took me years to fucking just be able to do this. And it's amazing. Congratulations, like, dude. That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. How old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six. Fucking young. How long have you been uh, just doing music? Are you creative um, professional? I started since playing college? in my dad's band when I was ten. Oh, okay. So it was. Uh, we were playing surf music at the fair. We're gonna do our fifteenth uh, year in a row this year at the San Diego County Fair every day, or the Del Mar Fair, whichever one you want to say. Every day. Every day. Oh, that's so cool. We're there in the morning, what's, opening opening the gate. What's the What's the name of the band? called the jack straws cool yeah and so that's your dad's guitar yeah he plays guitar he plays bass he plays and guitar and And sings that's fucking awesome so he uh was both your parents are they both musically inclined or Uh, my mom is an artist oh she's like uh she's actually like a portrait artist oh that's awesome now were they both um were they both working artists or working musicians or um my mom used to be the district manager of all the floral departments in Southern California for Vons. Oh okay the floral is, department. So was she like, was like head honcho for a while at Vons and uh <clears throat> uh then she you know, got out, she got out of that you know it was like yeah. stressful as fuck. Yeah. And um 
now she's just been doing art and selling her um, portraits and it's tight, man. It's really cool, man. Is he, she's she's really good. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, what's her What's her name? Can people find her online? Um, now, Donna Jean or portraits by Donna Jean? I think. Right on. Yeah. Go get yourself some portraits. Get some so portraits, do, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. She do like babies and like she families. Does pets, she stuff. does babies. She she just finished a you know a couple little 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 I don't know what you want to call it. That's a couple that's picture. That's nice, man. Uh, hundred bucks a head or hundred bucks a person, you there know. You go. Hey, honest, you know. And she <laughs> she she agonizes over each one, so that's cool, man. I really, I really like fucking. I like that approach to anything because, like, I don't know, like Kurt Vonnegut was the type of guy who like writes one line and stresses over that one line and then goes on. So, like, I get that aspect of writing because sometimes that's all. But sometimes it flows, you know, like. I'm sure you've had that where you're just like, fuck, sometimes it just comes out of you and then sometimes you're just like, what the fuck, beating the keys. To sometimes you have to coax it out too. Yeah, you like, come on, what the fuck, or walk away. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like when you play like Nintendo as a kid and, and mm-hmm. I'm, my dad would always fuck. you didn't play Nintendo? Oh no, I just know what you mean. <laughs> I'd be throwing the fucking... Want to beat that level, yeah, dude. You'd throw the controller at the fucking stupid thing and break it and my parents be like, I told you to walk the fuck away and... Uh, my parents were not uh, my parents were not creative although my dad knew how to play chopsticks on the piano so that's nice that's good well he had a, sounds like he had a pretty bitch and record, record collection he did that's and I, I think that if there's anything parents can do you know it's expose your kid to, to music, music. Man. yes exactly and you know what's sad about that is their fucking basement flooded and like oh. most of that is gone no I've, there's still like tubs at my mom's house and uh, still, still old go back yeah she records. still has some but you know most of it's like the shit you find at Goodwill or it's just like you know the it's every share record and yeah. every Kenny G record <laughs> the Kingston <and> Trio fucking <laughs> <laughs> Christmas compilations oh what's the other one I always see dude uh, any uh, like a Diana Ross yeah. record or something oh yeah yeah totally. I, you know I see I see I used to see that a lot fucking can't slow down uh, Lionel but now I know that I don't see it as much. Mm. Now I see it in the dollar bins at record stores. I see the funny like little Stevie singles too. Oh Those yeah, big yeah. ass twelve inch singles. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, man. Oh man, those were the days. Yeah, right on. So, so it seems like so you've been an actual like uh, creative professional since you were ten, or like have you ever had a day job? Have I you, never had a day job. That's fucking. I applied for shit. Turn the bomb. <laughs> I tried. Turn the bomb on. <laughs> tried very hard. Yeah, I, I, you know, I applied. I want the only thing my I wanted to do if I had to do anything else was I don't know. I had this idea to work at a surf shop. Oh, that'd be cool. You, you like know? to surf? No. <laughs> no, but I like I like to skate. Okay. You know, so it was a surf shop on my house. You know, <laughs> it was always like the thing. Or like I wanted to get a job at San Diego. I'm like that would be cool. I can get cool like I can get like shoes fifty percent off or I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm so glad they never hired me. You know, like I, I applied at Islands Cheesecake Factory. You know, yeah, like yeah, all that. just dumb things. Yeah. You know, like why would I ever? I mean, it just yeah. I don't know. I never had to. Like everything was was kind of cool. Like I, I worked a lot and or I played with my dad a bunch. You know, he's yeah. he's the reason where where I am. You know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's got you. He's fucking putting you to work at Ted. Yeah, he's <laughs> like you kept there. Yeah, he's a he's a booking agent too, so he gets. Oh, cool. uh, so he's kind of like taught me like the run of the, like to run the business or to oh that's tight you know at least how to hustle you know yeah totally man so and that's all and the hustle, if you can hustle you know that's 
that's half the battle took dude me so fucking long and i mean like and i'm lucky because i got a partner who's also a musician who's also grinding is just as hard as i am you know so it's like i mean we're not fucking fantastically rich people but it's like we get to live in ob three blocks from the beach dude, this is so sick fuck it yeah this and like i have beautiful friends who like help do this and like you know it's like i think i spent a lot of my time just uh being negative and, and drunk <laughs> but but i mean it's taken a long time because i know i could have done this shit a long time ago if i would have applied myself but you know it's fuck dude it's all about the journey it is and you know i have a lot of good stupid horrible fun joyous stories but they weren't paying the bills and if i wasn't doing that i was doing something you know fucking dancing little monkey somewhere you know so god it took me getting fired from my cubicle job (laughs) to actually get me to be able to fucking make money and fucking start using my skills correctly instead of just being silly and insecure about shit you know it's mm-hmm. like a lot other times i find that people just like hold themselves back because they're afraid to like take that step you know like whether it's like you starting your own business or i mean not just being an artist or a musician working is like people are afraid to fail and it's like man it's like that's how you learn it's I that's think. right dude that's you know and, and my dad says every decision is the right decision because then if it's the wrong decision it'll lead you to the right decision you yeah. know like so i mean dude for all the aspiring you know whatever's out there just yeah. do it you know yeah totally i like that uh <laughs> that she shia labeouf video you know when yeah. he's like do it just do it. you haven't seen that oh, no man. it's pretty dumb honestly but <laughs> but like if you think about it in that context i understand where Sh- where shy is coming from yeah, like, it's dude, just him saying do it for like a minute dude and he's like all into it so you've been like a working musician teaching just playing gigs and stuff yeah. like to me that's always amazing to me like when i hear people who are just like that's i'm a fucking that's what i do like that's my life it's, I, I can't do anything else dude it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. No. If you said, "What would you do tomorrow, dude?" I'd probably try to go back to San Diego, honestly. But <laughs> I'd probably get a job there too. Fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, no, I, I couldn't do that. It's just, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I would, oh, I, I would rather just teach at a music studio. Yeah, you know, then which is fine. You know, like I. I have I have some friends who are just like oh fuck teaching you know it's like well I mean you could teach or I guess you could continue working at fucking you know Vons or whatever yeah uh, you know like or get a gig at like Guitar Center or something I don't know, yeah like, Guitar Center you could pour yourself I, I can't up. see myself straying too far away from yeah music you know yeah yeah me neither man that's like the only thing i've been able to be consistent at you know and this which was a stupid thing that i just sort of stumbled upon but this is to me honestly this fucking podcast is like i I don't care if anybody ever listened to this like this to me is like the funnest thing that i do creatively I mean, I love music and I love making music and I love playing music, but like this fucking trumps it. I don't know why. It's just I sit here and for the longest time I was just sitting here talking about my wiener. So it's like, I don't know, that's fun. (laughs) Throat coat. Anyways, so let's see. Where are we? I mean, fuck, we covered a lot here, man. Let's see. Um, 
I had some other stuff written down, but it's all jumbling. Oh yeah, what's like a what's the last album besides your own that you uh, suggested to somebody or you gifted to somebody? I'm kind of stealing from Tim Ferriss right now, so on this question. Mm. Uh, I just got the new Wolfpack record. Wolfpack? Yeah, that's like my favorite band. I'm what? actually wearing their their shirt right now. One of these ones. Oh, I'm gonna do this. So what? What kind of music is Wolfpack? Uh, they're the catalyst to Juicebox. They're oh, okay. like my complete inspiration for the whole project. Oh, that's nice. So, it's a Wolfpack. A Wolfpack. Yeah. Can, can you open that again so I can see how it's, it's with a V? Or? V U L F P E C K. V U L F P E C K, folks. Yeah. Are they? Um. Are they new? They've been around for a while. Um, maybe like for at least three years. Three years. You know. Where are they from? Uh, they're f- originally from Michigan. Michigan. But they all live in L.A. now. Okay. You know what part of Michigan? Um, Ann Arbor. Okay. Fucking college town. Yeah. I like where I'm from is like, I don't know, like, so this is Michigan, right? This is the glove. Like, this is Detroit. Like, Ann Arbor is like somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. And I'm from like, boink. So like, all this shit I'm just like super familiar with. So that's cool, man. Fucking Wolfpack. Yep. I'm going to check them out now. I mean, I yeah, any one of the records are great. So is that one that you suggested to someone mm-hmm. or gifted someone? Suggested. Um, what's like a seminal album for you? Something that like changed my perspective. Yeah, like just fucking... Just dude, that... I mean, Wolfpack, My First Car. My First Car? Yeah, dude. I just mean, and Wolfpack, uh, Mitpack is their <laughs> first, I think, one of their records. I mean, that whole project, honestly, like completely changed my my whole world dude oh and kneebody kneebody and this other band that's that band uh that has nate wood oh, in okay. it kneebody, and yeah i got on a big kneebody kick how do you spell that uh k-n-e-e oh, like a d-o-d-y <laughs> i'm gonna write this i'm writing this down because i want to remember and if i don't write it down it'll just be lost to the ether and forever floating you have space. to listen to the whole thing heck <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, seems German. Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Yeah. But it's uh that yeah, that band changed my life. Knee body changed a lot of my life. Uh, the San Diego scene is just kind of killer. Yeah, you know, I've, when I first got here, about six. No, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking older than that. I got here about ten years ago, and when I got here, then I, you know, I I wasn't that impressed, but like. Over the last like ten years, I've really fuck. I mean, like shit's gotten fucking hot, man. It really built it up, yeah. Um, I always talk, I always gush about these guys, but the Redwoods music, um, Al Howard's shit, mm-hmm. um, Midnight Pine, Midnight Pine, uh, Birdie Bordeaux, and like Danny Bell, and it's they're all under like. Like uh, Jake Nager is the drummer. You probably yeah. know Jake. I don't know him, but I know who he is just because of that project. It's all of Al's stuff, right? Yeah, he writes all the lyrics, and um, they as like it's like the same band plays like for all of different back different artists. It's like kind of in the vein of Stacks, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I I just find that amazing, and like their music is fucking badass. And um, I don't know who else uh, locally are you really digging right now? Hmm. You know, I've been checking out uh, Ian Tordella's new record. That's called The Lost Weekend. Uh, 
only uh it's and they're all so good there's this bitching guitar player named jeff miles on it um and ed ed's on that thing uh a couple songs they're playing all of ian's original music what what kind of music is it oh it's jazz like yeah. a jazz quart quintet quartet right quintet. both both yeah quinn and quar yeah <laughs> right uh fuck yeah man um, I think I think we covered a lot. Is there anything else? You know what? Let's listen to a fucking uh, a couple tunes off of this, and uh, we'll wrap up. So let's listen to a couple tunes. Okay.
I have to tell you that if you didn't already realize that. All right. How you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah. You got anything else you want to say? Anything? Any plugs? Uh, I said I'd say hi to uh, Rebecca Land. I said mm-hmm. I'd say hi to my mom, <laughs> who uh, may might be listening. <laughs> she might be. My dad also might be listening. I'm sorry, I cuss so much. That's yeah, okay. They're, they're, <laughs> they're okay. My mom, my mom, she she'll watch it once in a while or listen to it, and she'll be like, "I really think it's cool. I think you're you're getting better at it. I just wish you wouldn't cuss so much, Mijo. I wish you just stop <laughs> cussing." And and, and and honestly, like cussing a lot of times is just because I don't know what else to say. I'm right. just like, "Oh fuck, oh shit, uh, yeah." Sorry, mom. I'm cussing for you. At least it's not at her, right? No. <laughs> you, no. da- you dare not <laughs> you dare not to cuss that you money. better not man uh okay so um let's see we got nathan hubbard's uh show coming up here with the skeleton key orchestra f- and the release of the fiercely dreaming the double cd out now or no my bad by the time this podcast comes this show will probably be done with but for the live viewers um yeah, go catch this on Saturday. Also catch Matt's show with the Juice Box. Do you call it Juice Box Band or just Juice Box? Juice Box. Juice Box is gonna be what at the North Park Festival of the Arts. Festival of the Arts at 30th and El Cajon. 
from 2.45 to 3.30? Correct. Hey. Good one. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so awkward to have to like, because you really have to work to do this. Hadouken! <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not going to play any games, obviously, because it would just be Matt wearing the awful Joe mask. So sometimes we play games. Um, but yeah, and this is out now on Bandcamp. Are you going to do the iTunes thing? I don't want to. No, but are you? I want. I want someone else to do it. I, I hate that process. Oh, don't you just have to like go on CD Baby or something? Yeah, I know. I just haven't <laughs> done it yet, but I I just rather than do it on Bandcamp. What? Okay, I know we were trying to wrap up here, but what's your what's your take on like Spotify and all those streaming? Stupid. You hate it. I I, I don't like it. I mean, I'm a I subscribe to Apple Music. Uh huh. And I don't know. Somehow I think that's more honest. I don't know why, but. I, th- I like the music selection better. So, if, mm. I mean, if you're going to stream, you might as well, like, stream big. Well, maybe, but, do you think it's because, like, Apple was, like, the first one to actually, like, try to monetize the MP3 and, like, the fucking digitals? You think you feel uh, a little comfort with that? I mean, I'm a I'm a Napster and Kazaa, yeah, you know, prodigy, you know, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I never really got into, like, BitTorrents as much as, mm. you know, a bunch of my friends did, but, um... I mean, I, I'm I'm like a big person and like, you know, pay pay the artist what they deserve, you know, and yeah, I think totally. Bandcamp helps you out a lot there and, and Apple takes a bunch and, But you, know, the, you still get more than what you would get off of that like point zero 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 one cent oh, sure. for per stream. Yeah, but you know, I've heard so many people that just don't, you know, they don't mean buy CDs anymore, man. You know, it's like yeah, I don't. If it's, I, is I, it on Spotify? I've heard that. I'm like, no, it's not on Spotify. You have <laughs> no, you buy this bitch. No, dude, it's like, man, this album. I mean, I'm I'm so proud of that thing. This is an amazing album. You know, I'm actually. I'm more I'm really stoked on the the art. I'm really stoked on the um the tracks, man. And uh, I don't know, it, like the whole package. You know, it it would look great on a vinyl, but the the disco sucks <laughs> volume one song. Mm-hmm. I find very fun uh, because it's like so disco. <laughs> right. That was I that. Mean, that was the plan. That was the plan. It's like, that's, <laughs> it's so I got this idea to like make like really shitty 80s music songs like, you know, like uh, Jojo Marauder and like fucking, um, you know, like that fucking 80s shit. And I wanted to make like a hip hop concept album, which my buddy Caleb, he's a rapper. He totally, he was like, okay, so I was going to make this shitty 80s music, and I say shitty, but I, I find it very fun to make, and I'm very fucking, uh, that's all I can do these days, because that's all I want to do, and uh, um, I wanted to do a concept album about a guy who's like, it takes place in the future, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like this 80s music that that takes place in the future, and like to me, there's some there's something there. Although I'm not much of a lyricist, so I don't know how that would work. But I want it to be like a dystopian, like Terminator 2, you know, Terminator shitty future to 80s music. And I got I quickly got talked out of that once uh, my buddies decided to sign on. So, <laughs> but I think I brought that up because uh, I don't know. That's uh, I kind of get that same vibe off of Disco Sucks, and it's a disco song, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. Or maybe I just wanted a reason to talk about myself. There you go. <laughs> e- like, either, either one, it, it'll, it works. Um, you know what? Why don't we listen to that one? Is All that right. cool? 
Disco sucks. Okay, we're going to listen to Disco sucks, and then we'll come back, and then we'll end the fucking show. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed Disco Sucks Volume. Is there going to be a volume two? There, yeah, there is one. There already is. It's part of the new tunes. Oh, okay. So you're going to be playing new tunes. Mm-mm. No, are you just playing the album? Just mostly the record, yeah. Okay. Are you going to play off of the first one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then so the so you guys, you already got like songs for the next album? 
Uh, working on it. Working on it. Working on it. Yeah. You, but you got disco. Yeah, we got at least at least two in the in the. I guess and one in, of in that, and that's disco sucks volume two. Is one of those? No. No, oh. we got we got two that aren't on that record that we we play normally. Oh, okay. And uh, so yeah, there's. I think the next one should come out. Probably, I like to do like yearly releases. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll probably go back in the studio maybe in February. Okay, cool. All right, well, you guys, I'm trying to stand this up here and get you guys see. If uh, my stream hasn't already fucked up, and if this is actually still streaming out there. Pick this up. I'm sure you can contact Matthew Smith on Facebook, and he'll send you one or sell you one. Or come to the show. You'll have these at the show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you can buy it on Bandcamp, which I, that's how I've been listening to it. I, I didn't buy it. I've been streaming it, but I listened to it a couple times. That's all right. Once while doing deadlifts. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Juice bug, making you lift harder, faster, stronger. <laughs> yeah. One, one stream at a time. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, everyone, uh, have a great fucking rest of your week. We probably won't be back until June, but I'll be releasing shows that I have canned up. So uh, watch out for this one. And um, yeah, fucking. Oh, yeah. Write the show. Be nice, assholes. That's that's the good way to preface. Write the show and be nice. He's like, be nice, assholes. That's how you get people to write nice things to you. You don't have to be nice. I think it's funny when you guys talk shit. But. Write the show, we speak English good at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Fucking, um, god damn it. This thing is so fucking. See, I have to like read. I lab- if I wouldn't have labeled that, I would just been like, fucking, Ugh. I still can't read my writing. Here we go. All right, folks. Be nice to everybody, even if they're being dicks to you. HJ's for everybody. Matt Smith. HJ's for Matt Smith. Really loud outro music. We need that.